Hello, everybody. This is Orchata Chat. I'm Hugo Patino Cano. I'm Andres Cano. And I'm Jasmine Rojo. All right. This is the first episode. Are you guys still nervous? Yeah, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Yeah. <laughs> you just want to get into it? Sure. Okay. So, Saturday Night Live just hired a racist. So, he's a part of the story from CNN. Mm -hmm. NBC Saturday Night Live has added comedians Chloe Feynman, Shane Gillis, and Bowen Yang as featured players for the upcoming 45th season. Yang joined the sketch show Shriding Staff last season and appeared as North Korean leader Kim Jong-un when Killing Eve star Sandra Oh hosted in March. The NYU graduate's casting is also noteworthy as he's the only Asian-American series regular in the cast. Now, Here's where we get to the juicy bit. <clears throat> so this is from The Hollywood Reporter. Here's the headline. New Saturday Night Live cast member Shane Gillis under fire for racial slurs in resurfaced audio. Shane Gillis, one of the three Saturday Night Live cast members announced Thursday, can be seen using a racial slur in a since-deleted video on a YouTube channel called Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast. Here's uh, Gillis. Chinatown's fucking nuts, Gillis says in a segment of the video. Let the fucking racial slur live there. Original audio of the September 26, 2018 podcast and the YouTube video has since been deleted. The transition between you and the water waiter, the translation between you and the waiter is such a fucking hassle. An episode released May of this year reveals Gillis calling Democratic presidential candidate Andrew Yang a Jew racial slur, as well as the comedian using racial slurs and Chinese accents. Additional audio from a separate 2018 episode of Matt and Shane's Secret Podcast sees Gillis and co-host Matt McCusker ranking how funny comedians are by race and using homophobic slurs. While referencing comedians like Judd Apatow, Gillis calls them white F-slur comics and fucking gayer than ISIS. <clears throat> Gillis has shared a statement via his Twitter account tweeting, I'm a comedian who pushes boundaries I sometimes miss. If you go through my 10 years of comedy, most of it bad, you're going to find a lot of bad misses. I'm happy to apologize to anyone who is actually offended by anything I've said. My intention is never to hurt anyone, but I am trying to be the best comedian I can be, and sometimes that requires risk. So, initial thoughts on that. Well, I think that kind of goes to, like, um, kind of like older comedians who aren't used to, like, the more um, being socially conscious and... I think he's in his 20s. 20? Is he? Yeah. Oh, I didn't even check. Yeah, he looks like a young guy. But, like, yeah. I think, or maybe, like, younger guys who still are kind of clinging on to, like, how older comedians are. Like, you know, there's, like, a lot of backlash with the Dave uh, Chappelle special mm -hmm. because it had, like, a lot of racial slurs. It wasn't censored to the LGBTQ issues. Yeah. And I think maybe older guys, or not older guys, sorry. Just guys. Younger guys. Yeah. Or guys who grew up watching older Dave. comedians like yeah. Dave Chappelle still yeah. kind of cling on to that humor and they're not kind of advancing right with how like i don't know but yeah <laughs> yeah Andy, you got anything to say uh i do think a lot of younger people when they first start trying to get into it it it's always like these really edgy jokes yeah. <laughs> i don't know why they always go that route <laughs> well it's he said this in the podcast all right so number one i don't know why there's so many podcasts in the first place yeah. i say as a recording one right now <laughs> but it's also like just there's a lot of these podcasts that are just white guys 
who are saying racist things. Like, I think they saw Joe Rogan, and they're like, I want to be like that. And then, <laughs> and then they just go out there and say the N-word or whatever, and they think that's fucking hilarious. But also because it's, with, with the podcast, like, you're, you're just amongst either friends or acquaintances, yeah. so you're not going to have that immediate backlash. And maybe his podcast wasn't as well-known, but now because he is He's an cast, SNL yeah. cast member, everything that he said before is going to come to light. So maybe it's, like, bro talk or something yeah. that nobody or maybe other bros listen to. People don't care, but now he's going to get that backlash, which, which maybe is a good thing, because maybe, I guess he can plead that he wasn't aware of how it was going to be perceived, which is kind of bull. Right. But, <laughs> but, but he like, has the option. Yeah, and like in his quote, or was it a tweet? He said, yeah. I was like, if people were actually, I think that actually kind of adds, yeah. it's it's very, a very weighty word, because yeah. it's like, well, it wasn't supposed to be offensive, but yeah. if you actually did find it offensive, I guess I'm sorry. Well, I think it, it was more like, I think he's like, oh, people are just offended, but they're not actually offended. So find me someone that actually was offended by this. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, so that being the, what what did what else did you find about the apology apology quotes? No, I do think there's some truth to you got to take some risk. Right. But you know, should there be a limit to the risk? <laughs> well, I don't think he says he push he has to push boundaries in comedy, but. I don't think saying racial slurs is like pushing any boundaries. Yeah, you're absolutely not. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, I wanted to get Andrew Yang commented on it, and he said that he doesn't think that he should lose his job at SNL, and he even offered to meet up with him. Which I don't know if you guys know much about Andrew Yang or his candidacy, but it's fueled by 4chan. Oh. So he he's like in a situation where he can't condemn those words because uh. then he'll lose his base. Because it's all racist white guys. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> if he calls that racism, then you'll lose a lot of... Like, people will turn against him. Okay. And his fan base. Yeah. Do you think he should lose his job? Um, I don't know. I feel like it's up... It's dependent upon the SNL, I guess, cast members, and as well, like, the, the producers, whoever runs SNL. It's up to them what they decide to do. But I think it should be made aware that what he said wasn't like something he can brush under the rug which i feel like what his tweet also implies i feel like but i mean i don't know it's very much up to who hired him and i mean this this scandal also undercuts the the first asian american person was cast on snl yeah i guess it does kind of like um you move two steps forward but then you're moving one step back what do you think you think you should lose his job i don't know it's a hard one I mean, based on a statement, yes. Yeah. <laughs> if it was a better statement, if he sounded more sincere, then it becomes a little harder because he's got kind of like a James Gunn situation where yeah. he said some messed up things, well, but he does seem to sincerely have grown past that. Well, he said that Andrew Yang, he called Andrew Yang a Jew blank uh, in May of this year. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, so for him, I do think it's best to let him go, but I don't think it should be like a set thing, like if someone says these type of things once in their life, let him go. Yeah, I think, well... I don't know why SNL hired this guy. <laughs> they already have like the generic sort of white guy. They have like plenty of those. There's like two black people now. I don't know why they went and hired this guy. Yeah. If they did no research. All right. Anything else? No. Okay. I think that's good. Okay. Well, I got some sad news. Movie Pass is shutting down. <laughs> <laughs> so this is for the Hollywood Reporter. 
The curtains have closed on MoviePass, the once influential theater subscription service that offers its users unlimited movies per month for a flat fee of $9.95. The service, led by Chairman Ted Farnsworth and CEO Mitch Lowe, will shut down on September 14th. Its parent company, Helios Matheson and Analytics Incorporated, said Friday. The app once boasted several million subscribers at its peak, but shuffled through multiple, multiple pricing plans and faced several technical issues that stalled momentum. And MoviePass faced heavy skepticism within Hollywood that had a, a substantial model despite its early growth. <laughs> the eventual shuttering of the app wasn't exactly a surprise as MoviePass went offline over the July 4th holiday for what was described as several unspecified improvements to the service. And MoviePass's app rival Cinemia shut down its service in the U.S. in late April, citing insufficient funds. Major theatrical exhibitors, however, found some takeaways in MoviePass model. AMC's stub list, A-list subscription plan, $20 to $24 a month, launched in June of 2018, now boasts more than 900,000 subscribers. Cinemark says it has 800,000 for its movie club since it launched in 2017. This year, Regal Cinemas launched its own unlimited subscription plan, and specialty chain Alamo Drafthouse also launched their season pass. It is unclear how movie pass shuttering impacts indie production company Emmett Furla Oasis Films, uh, which the film, which the firm acquired in June 2018. Okay. <coughs> yes. Yes. Here's the letter that movie pass sent to its uh, uh, customers that, for some reason, stayed with them. Dear MoviePass subscribers, over the past several months, MoviePass worked hard to relaunch its groundbreaking subscription service and recapitalize the company. While we are able to, while well, uh, excuse me, while we were able to relaunch the service for some of our subscribers with an improved technology platform, our efforts to recapitalize the company have not been successful to date. As a result, it pains us to inform you that effective 8 a.m. on September 14, 2019, we must interrupt service for all current MoviePass subscribers. MoviePass will be providing subscribers with appropriate refunds for their period of service already paid for. Subscribers will not need to request a refund or contact MoviePass. At this point, we are unable to predict if or when the MoviePass service will continue. We still deeply believe in the need for MoviePass's service in the marketplace to maintain affordable access to theaters and provide movie lovers with choices of where to go to the movie. Uh, we thank you for your loyalty to MoviePass and sharing our vision to the industry. Although we do not currently know what the future holds for MoviePass service, we hope to find a path that will enable us to continue the service in the future. Sincerely, Mitch Lowe. Alright, so the first thing I want to say about this is, I could have sworn MoviePass ended forever ago. <laughs> I thought it was already done. <laughs> well, Jasmine is not very familiar with Yeah, I, I, I would not be a good customer because I watch a movie like once a year. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Uh, yeah, well, MoviePass had been... You you never had MoviePass either, right? No, I never used it. So I, I'm the only one that had MoviePass here. I got it... I've known about MoviePass since 2014. Back then, it was $20 a month. And you could only watch a movie every 24 hours. So if you watch a movie like at 6 p.m. on Friday, you would have to wait until 6 p.m. on Saturday to watch another one. Uh, and then, like, in 2017, in August, they lowered the price and... People flooded the website, like the website wasn't working. I was able to get in on that right away. Uh, I didn't get my movie pass a month until a month later. Uh, and the first movie I saw with that was Mother. 
And it was great. I had a great experience with it for most of the time until uh, in 2018, they had this thing where if they had a movie that was uh, busy, like whatever they during was busy, mm-hmm. then they would have a price surge on it, kind of like how Uber has it when their service is busy. So like instead of not paying anything at all, like you'd have to pay two more dollars like to go see okay. Avengers Infinity War or Ant-Man and the Wasp whatever was released at the time. And then they, when Mission Impossible came out, they completely said, no, you can't watch Mission Impossible at all. And then they were doing this thing where they were locking out customers out of their account. They would change their password and lock them out of the, their app so they couldn't go on it anymore. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember hearing a lot of people saying they tried canceling. And they couldn't cancel. And they just could not cancel. Yeah. They would... They would tell them, all right, we're going to cancel your account. And then they see they were still getting charged for it. And they call back and be like, oh, we never canceled it. My bad. Or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it's a big problem. I never had any of those problems. I should just say, I only got rid of it because I got scared by how much money I was wasting. Okay. <laughs> but it was, uh, I don't know, it was inevitable, I think. I'm surprised that they lasted so long after last year. Because they, they said they were taking a break in July 4th. To update their app yeah. to renew it, so they took away their app because that's what you got to do, right? Twitter, uh, yeah. Twitter always takes down their app when they have to update it, right? Yeah. You got AMC A list, I think. Yeah, I still use it. Um, haven't used it in a while. I don't think I've used it once this month. Hmm. Are you guys happy? Would you have gotten movie pass? No, I don't leave my house <laughs> <laughs> often enough to justify spending that much money on a movie. Ten dollars a month. I mean, I guess it's not like if you're. I don't know. I just I don't go out that much, but I can see how it would be worth it if you watch movies all the time. Because a movie is like what that much. Yeah. Ten so bucks. if you go to the movies every week, it kind of pays for itself. Yeah. Because you've saved up. You you saved thirty dollars. Yeah, it's kind of sad. I watched like seventy movies with it during my time period. That was great. Yeah. So thank you, Movie Pass. But also, <laughs> I guess you're terrible. <laughs> All right. So, Suicide Squad. None of you guys saw that, right? Nope. Nope. <laughs> so the casting of Suicide Squad. You... I only know Margot Robbie's Margot still Robbie. there. Margot and... Robbie's still there, and Will Smith is not there. I don't know who was in the original well, original cast. I don't. It was Jared Leto. Jared Leto, Will uh, Smith, Viola Davis. And I think Viola. she's still she there. Back, yes. You want to um... read that, please? Me? Yeah. Oh, man, I don't remember right. who it is. I, I can read it off. You can read it off? All right. Wait, I just need the list. Here you go. So it says, starring David Des McCallan, John Cena, Jay Courtney, Joaquin Gossio, mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Nathan Fillion, Joel Kinnaman, Mei Ling Ng, Hula Borg. Oh, I know Hula. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Sean, uh, Sean Gunn. Juan Diego Bota, Storm, Storm Raid? Storm know. Raid, yeah, she was in the... Pete Davidson? Yeah, you know him, okay, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Taika Watiti? Yep. My boy. Um, <laughs> Alice Braga, Steve Aggie, uh, Danish Kud... I'm so sorry for all these people. I'm butchering, <laughs> I'm butchering your name. Uh, Tanashi Kajis, uh, Daniela Melchior... Um, Peter Capaldi, Julio Ruiz, Jennifer Holland, Viola Davis, Idris Elba, Margot Robbie, and Michael uh, Rooker. So I know about... Rooker. 
Broker? Oh. Yeah. <laughs> so I know I think maybe five people. <laughs> well, yeah, I didn't know most of them. Did you? No, no, I don't know a lot of them. Well, the ones returning are Olivia, Viola, Viola Davis, Viola Davis uh, Margot, Robbie. Margot Robbie, and Jai Courtney and Joel Kinnaman. So okay. there's four people returning. So you guys, initially you guys said you didn't know any of these, but I'm guessing... You I know <laughs> a few. You know Nathan Fillion? Yeah. Is he yeah. from Firefly? Yes, okay. yes, he is from Firefly. He also does a lot of video games. Yeah, voiceovers. He's beloved by the internet. Uh, Sean Gunn, I think. No. No. Maybe I see, if I see a picture of you, him, I'd. Did you ever watch Gilmore Girls? Um, no. No. <laughs> I should sound like an episode. Well, <laughs> well, he's in that show. He's also in Guardians of the Galaxy as one of the. It's a guy with the messed up teeth. With messed up teeth, yeah. No. He also plays uh, Rocket on set. He's James Gunn's brother. Who is directing this? Rodan directing this. Uh, Storm Raid. Uh, she's from A Wrinkle in Time. You, neither of you see it. No. Nope. I own it on Blu-ray. <laughs> I bought the book. You bought the book? <laughs> Great. Did you guys read it or watch it yet? No. no. I don't know if I'm ever gonna. <laughs> nope. Well, apparently the book is very Christian. It's apparently, is it? Yeah, really good. I don't remember. It's really good. Uh, I saw the movie in theaters with my movie pass. And uh, <clears throat> I remember some of the story just because I feel like when I was in third grade, they read it to us up like yeah. in class. But you remember Oprah? She was Oprah Winfrey. <laughs> Oprah was and Reese Witherspoon are like something. Movie. I don't they're know. They're like gods or something. Oh, I think I have no idea. Oh, she's also in Euphoria. No. Nope. She that's an HBO show with Zendaya. It's pretty good. Nope. It's pretty pretty big right now. Either way, she was really young in that movie. She was like, I think, Storm. like thirteen or fourteen, mm-hmm. and you know how the eight kids are like super old now. That was only two years ago. Yeah. So I wonder if I don't know how she looks like now, but I assume she probably looks. The only other old. person um, was Flula. Flula, well, you. Because I used to watch some of his YouTube, YouTube videos. Like, well, he only had like five, right? Dang. No, he used to do like idioms and stuff that he would like. I don't know, re- not review, but and like literally interpret. Yeah, but that was like, no, like I was in uh, high school, so eight, almost eight years ago. Like with the, he was also in Pitch Perfect. Yeah, yeah. he was the German guy, the, and the German team. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't. But. I think he was also in an Oscar movie was last he? year. I oh. think he was. I don't know. I'm probably making things up, <laughs> but <laughs> uh, Pete Davidson, you know who that is, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yes, uh, that, that yeah, he's gonna like, be the Joker. Is he? No. <laughs> Honestly, I like uh, real talk. Great. I feel like yeah. he has to smile for it. That I feel like great. he could fit yeah. an interesting Joker look. Yeah, the internet went wild with him. When, with when like ca- Pete Davidson was trending for like two days straight. Oh. Yeah. Hmm. Nice. I guess they didn't know he was an actor, even though he's on SNL. Yeah. And acting is the job, but he's terrible. He's terrible on his job on SNL in terms of like when he's he doing sketches because he breaks a lot. Yeah. When he <laughs> when he's doing the weekend update, that's yeah. when he's strong. I think, well, because I feel like a lot of, like, SNL, like, like sh- strong SNL people kind of break. Not always, but, like, Bill Hader is known for breaking. Yeah. But oh. he's still really beloved yeah. in spite of that. And he's and also Jimmy, a good actor. Jimmy Fallon, too, right? Jimmy Fallon also always broke breaks. a lot. Yeah. Uh, or broke, I should Well, they do pass. better when it's, like, not live. Mm-hmm. It's maybe live. Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> do you know who Joel, Joel Kinnaman is? No. Or Jai Courtney? Nope. Uh, so, they were in the last one. Joel Kinnaman also had a role in House of Cards, mm-hmm. which neither of you guys have seen. No. That's the only thing I know him from. 
Kelly Achilles? Boomerang? He, Hannah? No, Jai Courtney is Boomerang. Okay. Jai Courtney was in, uh, trans, not Transformers, Terminator. He's in Terminator Genesis as uh, the guy that goes back. You have not seen any of these, right? No. What else is Jai Courtney in? <laughs> what else is Jai Courtney in? He was the, he was one of those actors that they early on in his career they tried to push him into a lot of stuff. They'd be like, "This is a star now," and mm. a lot of people hated him for that. Um, but he's not bad. He's a, he was also in Divergent. Jasmine, you saw that? I saw the first one, but I stopped reading the series. I I, I, I don't know if I didn't finish. I think I just read Divergent and I saw the movie. Did I even see the first? I don't know. No, he was a bad guy in Divergent. <laughs> Miles Teller. Oh no. Miles Teller. Wait, is Jack Courtney not the bad guy? Miles is he the good guy? Is, I don't know. I just know there's a guy who played Thor, and I don't know his name. There's Shailene yeah. Woodley, yeah. Miles Tedler. Yeah. I don't know how to pronounce his name. Ansel. Al Gore. There's the brother. And Kate Winslet. And the Which, guy who pray, plays or does the voice of Tarzan is also there. Uh, who's the president in Scandal. I don't know his name. I think he's the dad. I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <What>? <laughs> well, I, don't, I don't remember him from Divergent. I'm surprised that Joel Kinnaman and Jai Courtney. I knew Viola Davis oh. was coming there. I don't know who he was, though, but I know there's a character in Divergent that like they stab and he dies. He has a tattoo on his neck, I think. I don't know. But yes, I think he was the one that I think I don't remember who he was then, but... I only saw the first two movies. I only saw the first two. I'm one. surprised those two came back because they weren't... No one was like clamoring mm. for them to come back. Like, with Margot Robbie, it made sense because she's, like, she's now iconic. Yeah, Harley she's the Quinn. face. Yeah. I, I went to go see Suicide Squad on an advanced screening, mm-hmm. and there was already cosplay of her. Like, before they even saw the movie, which I'm like, well, I didn't, I didn't know that was allowed. I thought we couldn't put makeup on our faces anymore in the theater. But also, it's just like, why? Like, you don't even know if you're going to like this. Um, I do think... They got this design for her really well. Yeah. It is an iconic look. But I think that she also sold it with her... Movement? Not just movements, but like the way she vocalizes Harley Quinn. I think it's very distinct and like a unique interpretation. Not maybe mm-hmm. unique, but she's she's kind of sold the character more so than anybody else. Because I don't remember, other than Jared as the Joker, like I don't re- know any of the other like villains, their names or anything like that. Well, I knew... Will Smith was kill shot or Will something Smith, like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Dead shot? Something. You don't even know. <laughs> Some shot. He's not in this anymore. He's taking shots. It was reported shots. that Idris Elba, which you also know. Yeah, I know Idris, Idris Elba. Idris uh, Elba was going to replace him, but then they said, no, he's playing a different character. I guess. I think initially he was going to replace him, but I think Will Smith got his look. Maybe. <laughs> Did he want to come back, though? I don't know. I think he might have. Why? Because <laughs> he's down for anything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, at Suicide Squad came out at a time when he was getting like a lot of flops. Like oh. now he's got Aladdin, right? But Suicide Squad like helped him get back up there. Yeah. You know, we're kind of a bit of a Will Smith renaissance right now. Yeah. It's wild. Yeah. A bad movie got him back up. Yeah. Oh, that, that brings me. <laughs> that brings me to uh, the first Suicide Squad made seven hundred forty-six million dollars at the box office, but the Rotten Tomatoes score for the critics was twenty-seven percent. The audience score was 59%. Mm-hmm. The cinema score, which is something that measures audience expectations, is at a B plus, which yeah. is really good. That's yeah. really good. That's pretty good. And, huh. you know, huh. it made a lot of money for some reason. I don't know why. I yeah. couldn't have... I, mean, I never watched it because yeah. I heard like it was kind of a crappy movie. Yeah. 
but my best friend really loved it. But I think it's mainly because she loves Jared Leto. So that maybe I, oh. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I, I when I when it came out, I you weren't excited for it. No, I mean, well, I li- I'm I, not a big superhero watcher. Like yeah. I'll watch it, but you're not into it. I'm not gonna keep track. I saw the first trailer from Comic Con, and that was really good. And then, uh, no, the movies do not live up to that. What do you? Um, were you well, I remember. I remember the first trailer was completely different than what we mm-hmm, got, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I remember everyone was talking about that. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, what ended up happening is that a second trailer released was like uh, Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. And it looked like Guardians of the Galaxy. And obviously it was not going to be like that, but then Warner Brothers mm-hmm. took the movie to the guys who edited the trailer, like edited the movie. And <laughs> the, the editing in Suicide Squad is horrific. Mm-hmm. Like it's just nonsensical, nothing. We don't know what, like, I, I don't know what the hell was happening for most of it. Uh man, I just I, I don't know why everyone saw that. <laughs> why so many people saw it. I but mean, it, Joker's probably the one of the most like well known supervillains yeah. of all time. He's only in it for like five seconds. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I heard wasn't he supposed to have a much bigger role? Yeah, but they yeah. cut him out. Yeah. I mean maybe they're hoping shame. like a Hannibal Lecter type of thing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they you there was a lot of stories from set that he was like really messed and like he was sending Well his, and th- now that's become like a joke. Right? Yeah. yeah. He was sending his castmates used condoms yeah. and shit. And like a dead animal yeah. point. Yeah. Like, first of all, gross. <laughs> don't do that. It's a workplace. But just, I don't know. I just don't know. Do you think this one will do as good? Because it's technically like a soft reboot. Yeah. It's not a sequel. I mean, I won't probably <laughs> be first <laughs> in line it. to watch it. But yeah. It's called The Suicide Squad. If it's on TV, I might watch it. <laughs> <laughs> I'll probably watch this one. Yeah, you do. Would you watch the first one first? Yeah, I, I, I I downloaded it forever ago. I got the director's cut and everything because I heard it was better. It fixes some things, yeah. but it's still pretty bad from what I've heard. <laughs> yeah. But like the director's cut is like really long too. Right. But if I'm only gonna watch it once in my life, I'm probably never gonna revisit it. Maybe I should watch you know, the best version of it. Yeah. Sure. Well, that first Suicide Squad was from when DC was like not doing getting well. its feet. Yeah. It was it, it pivoted now and it's doing good stuff now. Yeah. Shazam and Wonder Woman were great. <sighs> All right. So who's John Cena gonna play? Oh shit! I feel he's like gonna play gonna... John Cena. Yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, is he just gonna be John Cena? I feel like he's such a movie can do that. Honestly, I, well. I can't see him because I saw him in Bumblebee. I've seen him in a lot of roles, and he always played the same guy that looks like the same. When he does more like, comedic roles too. Yeah, but I mean, he was in. Blockers? I don't know if you guys yeah. saw that. Yeah, and he nah. was in, um, what's that one with Amy Poehler that's not going to narrow down? Oh, and uh, Timothy, when they're sisters, sisters? Sisters, yeah. <laughs> sisters, yeah. <laughs> yeah. But was he in that? I don't remember him. Yeah, but... he was like, like a drug dealer or something. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He had tattoos. Yeah. Yeah. I, <laughs> I, well, I saw him in Blockers and he had like a fanny pack the whole time. But he still looks like John him. Cena. I don't know if he'll be like in makeup or... Something. I don't know why you would get John Cena in a film and then put him in makeup. Well, yeah. That's but... like what goes to like the people that we don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. We don't know anything about comics, so we can't like speculate. No. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I don't know anything about him. Just kidding. Okay. Should we move on or you have something more to say? No. 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 All right. Are long movies bad, guys? No. No. <laughs> I don't think so. Uh, so this is a bit long. I'm going to read it. What's and... long, though? Long. Uh, like two and a half hours, I'd say. That is long, but I would still watch a movie watch that's it. that long. Right. 
Yeah, I don't have any issue with it. If it's more than, if it's four hours, which I don't think, yeah. they, I'm being like Titanic, when they death me, I feel like they did an intermission for that movie. But well, I saw a, a four, um, nearly four hour film about a woman, a single woman um, that was just doing chores, single mom doing chores, and uh, it was <coughs> fantastic. Well, I think it, <laughs> depends, Jan, you know it depends on the pacing too. Cause, oh, it's super slow. Oh, I don't know. I, mean, I guess it's pre- preference, but I feel like for a, more, uh, a bigger majority of people, if the pacing is fast... A long movie is not going to feel long. Right. But if it's a bad movie with slow pacing, then it's going to feel really long. Uh, Well, I'm going to read this and you guys can, you know, come in, interrupt, whatever with your thoughts. All right. All right. This is from, again, The Hollywood Reporter. Uh, A decade ago, the top 10 movies of summer 2009 had an average running time of 160 minutes, which is less than two hours, right? Mm -hmm. In summer 2019, that stats soared 225 minutes as Hollywood studios sought to keep filmmakers happy and lower audiences from their homes with supersized visual effects extravaganzas. Avengers Endgame, the summer's top-grossing film and biggest release of all time, not adjusted for inflation, clocked in at a whopping 182 minutes, and once upon a time Hollywood pushed past the 160-minute mark. In 2018, the average winning length of the top 10 films for the full year was 132 minutes. Creeping up from the 129-minute average in 2017, there may be a financial cost. Over the September 6th through 8th weekend, New Line and director Andy Muschietti, It Chapter 2, opened to 91 million domestically, a 26% decline from the first It, which debuted to $123.4 million on the same weekend in 2017. The sequel ran a hefty 169 minutes, 34 minutes longer than its predecessor. Andy had a lot of story to tell in concluding his adaptation of Stephen King's book, which is more than 1,100 pages, says Jeff Goldstein, chief of distribution for Warner Bros. New Line's parent... I, I read that a little bit weirdly. We statistically added more shows and locations to counterbalance losing a show on each screen. Adds a rival studio executive regarding it, Chapter 2. Look... 91 million is a great number, but anytime the second film in a hope for franchise goes down and not up, that's not what you wish for. And I do think the fact that it was so long didn't help. In defense of It Chapter 2's longer running time, Goldstein points to Disney's wildly successful Endgame, which earned $2.8 billion at the global box office, including more than $858 million in North America. There is no question that opening weekend grosses are often hampered by movies with long running times by their nature. Uh, have fewer showings per day and thus have a tougher time breaking records. Der Garbedian says, unless he adds, as we've seen on rare occasions, theaters create a special circumstance by adding uncommon overnight showings. Endgame was the perfect example of this. The top grossing films of the past three years of the global box office have have all had running times of well more than two hours. Infinity War, The Last Jedi, Infinity War had 149 minutes. Last Jedi, 152 minutes, and Civil War, 146 minutes. Those aren't the only movies getting the long treatment, though. A24's July horror pick, Midsummer, written and directed by Ari, Ost- Ari Aster, Aster. Aster, ran 147 minutes and has earned $27 million to date, compared to 127-minute runtime of the filmmaker's 2018 horror, Hereditary, which earned $44 million at the box office. And then there's the returns of our tour, Quentin Tarantino, 
this time pairing Leo DiCaprio and Brad Pitt and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood with an impressive running time of 161 minutes. That's long. <laughs> the Sony Pictures flick has earned $310 million today globally and will soon pass up Tarantino's and Glorious Bastards to rank as the filmmaker's second highest grossing film behind Django Unchained and not adjusted for inflation. And Django sported a runtime of 165 minutes, while Inglorious ran 153 minutes. While summer has come to an unceremonious end, revenue was down 2% year over year. The trend for longer run times isn't showing signs of slowing down as Hollywood gears up for a fall slate stack of supersized worthy offerings. At an estimated 210 minutes, or three and a half hours, Martin Scorsese's Netflix mob drama The Irishman easily eclipses the 180-minute runtime of his 2013 Oscar-nominated The Wolf of Wall Street. The Irishman will screen exclusively in select theaters for four weeks. In fact, a slew of award contenders run well past the two hours. Bong Joon-hoon's acclaimed black horror comedy Parasite is 132 minutes, Noah Baumbach's Marriage Story 136 minutes, and Just Mercy, the legal drama with uh, Jamie Foxx and Michael B. Jordan, 136 minutes, David Michaud's period epic The King, 133 minutes, and James Mangold's racing car biopic Ford vs. Ferrari, 152 minutes. All right, the average for Oscar films have exceeded two hours. So A Green Book was 130 minutes. Well, that year, Black Klansman was 135 minutes. Star is Born, 136. Roma, 135. Uh, in the past decade, the longest Best Picture winner was 12 Years a Slave at 134 minutes. So, oh. Do you think they're getting longer now? Because like, since people can film digitally, digitally, I don't know if I'm saying that right, they can like take advantage of filming longer rather than with traditional film like you actually... Uh, I'm not sure. Tarantino shoots in film. And, so and Endgame was shot on IMAX cameras, which I think are still film i think it's still just 75 millimeters but maybe probably i mean wasn't there like a bunch of three hour long movies 20 years ago or something sure i guess i guess like so like is the argument that longer movies are well it points to that it audiences aren't gonna go for yeah well, it points to it as like making less money but i think that's not a good example they even said like the source material is insanely long like a yeah. thousand and some pages so to expect for the second part to be shorter, I think, is unrealistic since they have to tie a lot of loose ends. Right. So, but like then they said, like Endgame. I don't know if that's also a fair comparison because people are going to go watch Endgame. But they, but uh, people. But I remember the argument at the time when it released was they could have gotten even more money if it was like half an hour shorter, because then they would have been able to add more show times. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I don't think a long movie is going to deter people from going, in no. my opinion. Well, may, in the, not in the summer, but maybe, like, yeah. in the school year, it right. might. Like, if especially because I feel like movie outings are, like, either a date night or a family event. And you're not going to take your kids to watch a three-hour-long movie. First, they're well, not going to sit through that. <laughs> There's a lot of kids in Endgame, though, right? Yeah. But are they for Endgame? Or, I don't know. Or is it like more the parents? I don't know. I guess well, I, I don't, don't think know. it affects it. What do you guys think? 
I don't think it's bad, and I don't think it's gonna turn a lot away. Some casual moviegoers are just like, let's waste an hour and thirty minutes. They're there only to waste an hour and thirty minutes. Yeah. But I don't think that's like most moviegoers. I think people going to movie because they want to see a movie. So for some of them, a longer runtime might be better. Like, oh, I'm already excited to see this for an hour. Now I get to see it for three whole hours. Wow. Yeah, I mean, but what about like not the event films, like just the. No- just like the, a, the, a film, like the, no, the no. Irishman, right, by Martin Scorsese. I mean, I don't know if you guys caught that three hours and thirty minutes long. Is that? But I feel like that film's kind of targeted for older people. Older people, and they're probably gonna go watch it. I don't know about that. No, no. It's not <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I saw The Revenant once, and The Revenant's about two hours. And I think it minutes. just depends on the film. Right. I think if it's action, an action movie, and has like either. A strong pull, either it's a franchise or it has a specific actor, then it's probably going to do well regardless of the runtime. But maybe smaller, not maybe smaller, but like more obscure movies, let's say, probably aren't going to benefit from that. But then I guess, but but it's also Martin Scorsese. Is that how you say his name? I mean, he's a well established director, so I guess at this point he can do whatever he wants. What's interesting about that is that. It started at Paramount, and Scorsese's always done his films at Paramount, mm-hmm. and it was getting so expensive, and it was getting delayed, and more money, more money was needed, and eventually Paramount's like fuck this, and they, they sold it to Netflix, so the Netflix finished. Oh okay. Uh, so maybe that's his uh, swan song. I don't know. Well, I guess at this point, it's only I guess we'll have to see how they start performing, and I'm sure if. The trend proves to be successful. It'll continue, but yeah. if it doesn't, I'm sure. Well, what's funny is that they point to films being long from like two hours and ten minutes. They yeah. like the article considers that long. I think that's pretty average. That's pretty, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Well, I became I started becoming a film fan when, this decade. When do you see so. a movie that's an hour and a half long? I feel not like much I have, anymore. Yeah, yeah. I feel I feel maybe like maybe ten in, years ago. Yeah, or indie movies now that are like supposed to be quick, like yeah. fun things. Yeah. What was the last movie you saw that was an hour and thirty minutes long? Fucking shit, man. That was produced. <laughs> like, that, that was made recently. Uh, I think or like so. an old. What did I see? I saw. Um, I, I saw. Well, animated films are still. They're short, but they're that's because short. they're animated, yeah. so it's hard for to make it longer. Because you have to. They'll find yeah. a way, though. Wasn't Moana like two hours long? I think so. Yeah, yeah. that was pretty long. But like, I, I've been watching all the Disney films. Recently, and they used to be short. an hour, yeah, an hour long. But that's yeah, I don't know. But I don't, I don't think it's gonna slow down. I think Andy yeah. mentioned that, right? Or was it, or is that just a general consensus? Yeah. Well, Oscar films are longer now. They used to be pretty short. So I don't know. I I, I am getting a bit exhausted. When we saw Hit Chapter Two, I was a bit like, "This is gay." So, so you, well, the, the three big movies, I mean four big movies that were three hours long that I saw were Endgame, Midsummer, It, and Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. Yeah. And now all those, the only one I have an issue with is It Chapter yeah. 2. Yeah. The other ones, I, I don't mind the runtime. But for It, it really dragged on. But I also think our experience was kind of bad. It was hot. Help out. Yeah, <laughs> it was really hot in the theater. It was a warm theater. <laughs> so that made it that very point, unpleasant to be there for about like two hours. About the two hour, and a half hour long. mark. Actually, the, the two hour mark, I was kind of ready to yeah. wrap it up. Well, but I think that I don't know. Maybe I don't know because it's not like we can go back and rewatch it a first time again. <laughs> right. Well, that let's pivot into the next into discussion. The meat and bones. Into the meat and bones of this podcast. It and it. we're gonna talk about both it. Sure. 
Okay, so Jasmine. Yes. Uh, what are the movies about? What is the movie about? What, both of them. What both are they them? about? Okay, yeah, so if I recall. <laughs> Scary Clowns. Chapter one. Or I guess, do I do it by movie or just the storyline as a whole? Uh, you can do however you want. Okay, so the first one takes place in Derry, Maine. And it centers around mysterious events that plague the town. The main one being that small children tend to disappear. Mm-hmm. And um, isn't the opening scene is with Bill and Georgie. Yeah. And Bill is sick. And, um, well, I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> Bill is sick. You're doing great. And um, Georgie goes out. Well, Georgie wants to go out and play. But Georgie's kind of like, no, dang it. Georgie wants to go out to play, but Bill's not in the best mood. I don't know. This is going to be long. You're already getting complicated. <laughs> it's getting complicated. Okay. So, Georgie gets his arm bitten off by Pennywise, or it, and that kind of starts the whole movie that summer where the Losers Club, which I'm going to see if I can remember all of them, Bill, Mike, Ben, Richie, uh, gosh, who's the guy? Eddie, and... Yeah. Beverly. Yes. Are all Ooh, of it. <laughs> and they're just misfits who come together and take a whack at it, I suppose. Yeah, they take a whack at it. And, and do pretty good. They do pretty well. For being a bunch of, what, how old are they? They're in middle school, so. They're like 13, 10? 12, 13. Are they? 10. I don't know. How old <laughs> are they? They're in middle school. In 11? They're yeah. like 13, right? They're no, 12 they're like 11. I have no idea. 12? I don't no, know. No, they're in middle school. Right? <laughs> they're in middle school. That's what matters. Um, then, well, the actors were 12 or 13 yeah. at the time. Uh, so what's the second one about? The second one is about how the adults have since moved on from their experience at Derry, um, all except Mike, who's still there, and he is there to witness uh, Pennywise's return and round them all in, and they take a whack at it again, <laughs> and uh, and I and they basically I don't know if it's a spoiler, but they basically do the same Spoilers. thing. Spoilers. <laughs> they did in the, the first in the first movie, <laughs> but it wasn't as uh, a big of an impact, in my opinion. It was pretty yeah. anticlimactic. Yeah. Well, and, all right. Let's get into that. Well, well, I think we all like the first one better, right? I yeah, I like, love yeah. the first one. Yeah. I've watched them, rewatched them multiple times now. Exactly. I, I've seen that one a lot of times. And I don't like scary movies, but it's the, the movie that made me want to watch yeah. more scary movies. Well, I think uh, it's just, it's, is it because of the 80s? Thing that, that, I think that, it's the chemistry between the kids. The kids. I had a lot of like um, Stand by Me vibes. Have you seen yeah. that movie? No, it, <laughs> but I get, I get the. I so get the it's thing. it's um. I think the kids just have a really good chemistry with each other, and they sold that sense of friendship and like just yeah. childhood. Well, I'm guessing that when the kids were cast, they did chemistry tests probably. with them, but when the adults were cast, they probably didn't. Because so. that was lacking, but I guess it, it could also kind of I don't know. I mean, they were like. Apart for twenty seven years, yeah. so I guess maybe that makes sense. That makes sense, but I feel like that's why made it made it weak too because there wasn't chemistry between the adults. <laughs> but also, I feel like in it in the first it um there's a more of an emphasis on Pennywise, and I feel like he was very like underutilized in the second one, like. I don't know. I feel like he wasn't as terrifying. I think it's like the Jaws thing where like you show it less, it becomes scarier. Maybe, but I feel like he came out more a good amount in the first one too. Really? I don't think I don't think that was the issue. At least not for me. Well, also, the chemistry between ki- it and the kids was strong, or not chemistry, but the interactions. Yeah. 
between it and the kids was stronger, so their rivalry yeah. had more weight to it rather than the adult. I felt it wasn't yeah. as well. One of the aspects of the second one, well, of the first one and the second one, is that he's he Pennywise scares the the, the kids. Taste better. <laughs> he scares the kids uh, with things that uh, scare them. Uh, and the first one, like it's really obvious, like Eddie's scared of diseases. Like yeah. kids like someone really disease. Yeah, yeah, and then uh, you know the what's his name Stanley? I think you forgot him. Yeah. Oh shoot. <laughs> Oops. Stanley, <laughs> Stanley is scared of the painting with the woman on it. Yeah. And so he uses that against them. But but in, with the adults, there's nothing. Maybe with like just with Richie with him being gay, secretly. But that's I think that's about it, right? That was my favorite one too, because of that. That's like an actual, yeah, actual thing people are, are scared like, of. Like, what does he turn? He's an old lady, and I don't know what. Well, that's really went back to her house. Yeah. So I don't know if it was just the fact that her dad died. I'm I'm assuming he's of an elderly age. Yeah. And I don't know. I don't. I don't know. Like I don't under because there was like that scavenger hunt, and I didn't really get. How, it was very repetitive. That moment, like which is the majority of the film, yeah. is super repetitive. And it's just like, okay, we're going to get a flashback to when they were kids. And then something scary is going to happen when they're in adults. And I do that again for almost all the characters. Yeah. Except Mike, right? We didn't get Mike's. Kind of. There was a book, right? That no. showed him. It dropped and then it showed him crack kids died and house fired. Oh, yes. And then that's when... Uh, yeah, yeah. When um, I don't remember the... Bowers. Bowers. Bowers, Bowers, Bowers yes. Henry? Yeah. Yes, Henry Bowers? I think it is Henry Bowers. Oh, okay. He showed up to try to kill him. Which also, like, I feel like in the first film, the way Pennywise is, I've seen, I haven't rewatched the first film, but I've seen clips of it on YouTube. The way Pennywise convinces Bowers to kill people, to kill people, is much more Terrifying? effective as well. Like he he comes out on the TV. And yes, like, the TV part is oh. really unselling. Yeah. I love that part. That yeah. is so awesome. And this one, it's, it's a just a balloon. More... <laughs> just a balloon. <laughs> I kind of like the zombie friend when he came yeah, out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's definitely better than what it was in the original movie. Have you guys watched the old one? Nope. No. So in that one, the way he does it is he's in the moon. And he's talk- <laughs> He's just looking up at the moon, and the moon right. starts talking to him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. With Pennywise's face. Yeah. Pennywise. Oh, I, I thought... Oh, sorry, Andy. It just... It looks so bad. <laughs> it is the 90s. In 1990. Right? Yeah. And it was a TV-made movie, yeah. so... And apparently that's how it actually happens in the book, so... Yeah. But... That... That's like... They also changed a lot from the book to this... The second one, right? I think they kept um, a lot of things similar. But obviously, like, what both movies didn't do was, like, that turtle. The it? turtle, Mar- yeah. Martin? Martin? Yeah, I don't know. I know Something with him. That's and all I know. Obviously, like, that's just too out there. But maybe it would have been interesting to see, yeah. though. I kind of was hoping they'd do a little bit something, yeah. a little bit truer to the ending. But... Uh, was the gay thing in the beginning? The yeah. Gay couple, they that were, Adrian that thing, that's in the book. Really? Mm-hmm. That's in how the I, 80s? Yeah. Mm. That's in the book. Interesting. Uh... Not well, that I read the book, but I, I read the Wikipedia. <laughs> but uh, what I don't understand is if they, my understanding is that they changed the ending quite a bit, right, from the book? Um, yes. I know that the ceremony of Chud, Chud, whatever, is actually supposed to work in yeah. the book. Right. And that's how kind of, I think Richie and Bill are able to enter the multiverse yeah. and meet the, the turtle, turtle, the good, the turtle who like vomited whatever the universe, <laughs> and uh, he kind of tell them it's like a battle of wills, and that's how they have to defeat uh, 
Pennywise. What's his name? Is his name a name? Other than Pennywise and it? I don't know. I don't he has know. an actual name, but it's, I don't know. Is it like an ancient thing? I think he does have like an ancient name. Is it because it's not the Deadlights? But I don't know. Regardless, that's how they defeat him. Yeah. But what? What? I I don't understand. If they're gonna just change that, they should just change more, and like made it shorter. Yeah. Right. If you're already gonna I feel like they should have emphasized or made the movie, like most of the movie, on the battle sequence because. I feel like the build-up to that was pretty anticlimactic. Yeah. Or was well, that just me? Well, I no, think yeah. Yeah, the build-up wasn't as good as the first one. No, the, no, it was definitely way better. But I don't know if it's because since there were kids, there was more at stake. Yeah. Because you're more worried you're about more their worried well-being. children being dead. But even then, when they defeated Pennywise, because they basically did it the same way as adults. Except they actually hit him as kids, right? Yeah. And they just, well, like, I guess technically Eddie hit him. Nah. But... <laughs> <laughs> but I think it's also because for kids to face your fears is a lot more of a courageous act rather than as an adult. Maybe? Yeah. And also, like, when your fears as an adult, it's like you're scared of the IRS Death, or something. You cancer. Know? Yeah. It's just not very uh, cinematic, I guess. Yeah. I guess that's probably why they just did random. It felt like they did random things. Maybe there's something there that I'm not seeing. Well, then you had mentioned, too, that the first one seemed a lot more concise and put yeah. together, and the second one... It's more meandering. It's meandering yeah. a lot. It's just like, oh, look at them having fun. <laughs> like, as adults, it, it doesn't work towards the story, but as kids, it does, because it feels like, you know, we're being introduced to the characters. and Yeah. yeah. We I have to see their personality. In a way, we, we had to be reintroduced to the adults, because... In a sense, they changed, but they were kind of still the same. It's which I guess they tried to prove through the, like scavenger hunt and the flashbacks. Right. But I don't know. Yeah, it should have been. That like, it's been. odd because I mean another spoiler, but like people actually die. I guess. Well, I guess. So who was? I guess other people died in the first one, but like the main cast. Yeah. There was a few deaths. Just two deaths. But it still didn't. I didn't really. I didn't, care. I didn't care, but it was kind of like, eh. Well, I feel like if it was the kids themselves, maybe yeah. I would have cared. But since it's adults, it's like, oh, these are people I've never seen before. He killed himself right in the beginning. Yeah. Ooh, well, I mean, I was already prepared for that I, one. So. I think most people know that, I guess if not, that Stanley, like... Killed himself? Killed himself. I don't know. So. Oh. <laughs> but, um, yeah. Eddie died, and that was a bit sad. But... My issue with that guy's performance, not that it's bad, but it's just, it felt like he was doing an impersonation of Jack. What's his, what's his name? Oh, Jack Dowsley? Um, Dowsley? The kid uh, from Shazam. He, was, he felt like he was just doing an impression of the performance from when he was a kid, mm-hmm. rather than doing his own thing. Yeah. But also, like, Jessica Chastain and James McAvoy, Academy Award nominees, right? Mm-hmm. They were doing their like almost their own thing, and I just felt like they were very boring adults. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What well, I mean, yeah, because I feel like there are two. I mean, obviously, I not obviously, but I feel like Bill Hader definitely stole. Yeah. The show. Because I feel he captured some, the thing in between. That, yeah. Between impression, impression, and being boring. Which is odd. Well, I mean, not odd, but he's known for being a good for for his impression. Yeah. So for him to take more of a freedom. Freedom. Yeah. I think it shows kind of like his diversity. I don't, and not that I did enjoy McAvoy's performance, but I feel like, you know, he he wasn't that juicy of a character. Yeah, and he's our main focus. Too, yeah, right? yeah. Uh, what 
Well, I, Bill Hader's funny, but I, I preferred Finn Wolfhard. I think it's just funnier when you're hearing 12-year-old Finn Wolfhard yeah. say, yeah. my dick is big, and like I fucked your mom, or some shit like that, than it is an adult saying that. Yeah. Yeah. Overall, what would you give it? Are we, or do you guys want to keep discussing more of it? I don't really have a lot to say. I feel like the music, a lot of, I think the first one was just made better, too. Yeah. Like, overall. Did one you, thing I was I thinking is, I definitely don't want this movie three hours long, but <laughs> I don't know what scenes I would cut. And that's not to say, like, I yeah. liked every scene so I, much. It's I more like, I thought every scene was, was so, eh. Long? Eh. Really? There's, no, there's no one scene that was so good, like, all right, we're definitely keeping that one. All of them were very, like, eh, cut, cut whatever you I, want. Yeah. I just cut something. Cut some I, don't, I don't want it to be three hours long. <laughs> I cut the beginning and I've cut the little girl that dies. Really? I kind of like the little girl. Really? I uh, felt like it was just useless. It, it is useless. That, but I don't think I don't think yeah. we have to cut. We just have to like not make it useless. Well, I mean, because yeah. I did like that. Jasmine I like, I like that, the way he interacted with the little girl. Jasmine said that that could have been the intro. The little girl. Could've yeah, been it could have been 100%. Yeah. But, the but intro I guess replaced. they were being true to the book. book in that sense with that opening of Adrian and I don't remember the other guy, his partner's name. I just know it was Adrian. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I don't know. But I also feel like it was interesting that a lot of, like, Bill's character was that he had, he wasn't good with endings. Right. So I feel like the ending of it was in as good as the beginning. So I don't know if it was, like, there, Well, they were like, just making fun nod. of Stephen King. And I think this, in the movie, they said, Bill says, oh, I finally have an ending. So I think this was supposed to be a good ending. Mm-hmm. So they, I, I don't think they accomplished that. But I think, I guess also, if you're, if you think about the source material, it's kind of hard to end it? I don't know. Yeah, I, I feel like if maybe the book was just cut in half and just let the kids part and be the end, that, that yeah. would have been a lot better. Honestly, I think if no one ever made this movie, leave the book, just have that first movie, who's going to complain? We have a good first yeah. movie. Yeah. It had an ending already. Yeah. It was fine. Pretty sad. They left it right there. You could just take it out the yeah. laugh at the end. I think <laughs> yeah. that's what made could the left first it off one right there. better is that it had a satis- satisfactory ending. Yeah. And this one, I mean, which is weird because they com- like actually defeated Pennywise. <laughs> He's never coming back, but it didn't feel as satisfying as when the kids did it the first time. Well, here's something I learned about the second one. Is, well, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, the kids kind of look the same. I wonder if they shot the first one and this one. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, because there's but, a scene with James McAvoy when he's interacting yeah. with, I don't know the actor's name, but younger Bill. Yeah. And you can kind of know, see how it was, um, I guess, filmed in yeah. a way so that their faces are never actually like in the same well, frame. I find out that they digitally de-aged them. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> um, I think, what's his name, Vince? I think his voice, it's a little, a little noticeable. Yeah. Because his well, voice is a lot deeper now. And I so thought they had to make it lighter again. Ben looked a little bit weird, I think, when he was like crying when he saw Bev. And mm. I don't know if that was in the first film or not. No, I mean they kissed in the first one, but I don't yeah, think I'm, him seeing yeah, so it was. He looked a bit weird there, but I know I didn't notice it until you... afterwards. So apparently it wasn't like you know take away wrinkles or anything. It was like let's make their head bigger to make them look younger, you know. Oh. And they apparently they would have to try to make their voice higher. I guess it was pretty well done. Yeah. yeah. I, didn't, uh, I, would, I, didn't I never know. spotted a difference. It was just on Finn's voice, I think. Sounded a little off to me. Yeah. yeah. That, well, was, that was the only thing. It's super deep now. Yeah. Right? So that's probably why they had. Apparently, it's the first time they've ever done anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
that type of de-aging. That's pretty good, I guess. Yeah, it yeah. was fine. It didn't distract, at least. No, I, I, have I, did, not, I did not notice that. <gasps> Sorry, I have a good point. <laughs> <laughs> okay, oh. There it is. So, I asked you guys to bring something mm-hmm. that you couldn't let go of this week. So, I'm, I'm stealing this from NPR. NPR's politics podcast. Every week they do something called Can't Let Go Of. That's something that happened this week, something that you're watching or you're reading or you're an album you listen to, you know, just whatever's going on this week, uh, you know, what you got going on. So, we can't let go of. I'll let you know. Mine's pretty juicy. No, it's not. <laughs> but I started listening to audiobooks. Right. First one I started, can you guys guess? Sponsored. Sponsored. <laughs> <laughs> now it's from Livy, so it's free library access to books. Fantastic. Okay, that's uh, our sponsor. No, <laughs> Give us money. <laughs> um, is it Twilight? It is Twilight. Oh my god! <laughs> so I read not reread it, but I re- I listened to the story again, right? Yeah. And I haven't read it in like ten years. Probably. Actually, no. Sure, like eight years. Yeah. <laughs> and I was surprised that it's terrible. No. It's not terrible, Sorry, but yeah, I, I don't mean, mean <laughs> it wasn't as good. <laughs> as you remember? As I remembered it, but well, I you're mean, not a teenage girl. Anymore. I'm not. <laughs> it's targeted at teenage. Girl. It, yeah, but I reread it. I mean, not reread it, but as I was listening to it, I was surprised at how like there's like very like certain tropes now that if I were to read them, I'd just roll my eyes at. Yeah. Because like that whole well, like it's probably been used in fanfic for that. Right? It, I don't know. I haven't read. I mean. I haven't read a lot of fanfics other than like Fifty Shades of Grey. Okay. <laughs> but I don't know. But I mean, it still holds a very special place in my heart. Yeah. But I was kind of sad that it didn't live up to how I remembered it. Right. But I'm. I'm well, it's still. It gave you joy of, for a while. For my whole teens. It was that was yeah. my my ish, you know. Yeah, I've definitely Meyer seemed like a nice person. I don't mean to insult. The movie's just not good, right? I've only ever seen the first one, and I don't hate it. I, I don't like it. I don't like the first, one, I like the first one. I think as the movies progress, they get better, but... Really? Well, that's not what the critics say. Really? <laughs> yeah. I didn't like the first one that much. Uh, I'm sure they're fine. There's apparently they're a fine. baseball scene in there. I don't remember it. They play yes, baseball I together? Do remember, I do remember I, I have no memory of it's that. It's supposed to be really cool. <laughs> I think, really? I think I liked it as a kid, though. I was eight years old when it came out. Dang. So, how old was I then? 16? Yeah. Somewhere, like... Probably 13, I think. I think I was 19 I when I watched it I started the reading time. them when I was like 13. Yeah. It came out in 20... When I was a freshman? 20, 2008, 2009? Yeah. I think. 2007, maybe. What? Maybe 7. I don't know. I, was like, wait, I don't even well, remember when it We can Google it. I mean... We have phones. It came yeah, out in 2008. That's my... Oh, you know how I remembered I got into it? Let me tell you. Why? I was on my space. <laughs> You and MySpace. I was on MySpace. <laughs> and then I saw a trailer and I was like, who is that hunk? <laughs> I'm a man. Well, <laughs> There's little 13 year old me getting hot and bothered over Robert Pattinson. And I was like, I'm going to read this book. And he still looks the same. Just with he the still, beard. Yeah, he still looks the same. <laughs> Came out in November of 2008. Yeah, Robbie is a good looking guy. I was nine then. I was in eighth grade. Uh, do you have anything you? that you can't let go of this week? All right. So recently. I don't know the actual date of it because I don't have a television. Yes. But recently, mm-hmm. the Steven Universe movie came out. Right. Yeah. Straight to television. <clears throat> so apparently the movie gives a bit of a recap. You don't have to watch the show. But 
I saw that the movie came out. I got excited, and I didn't watch it. I started watching the show from the beginning. <laughs> right. So now I'm watching Steven Universe. I'm still on season one, but oh my god, I love the show. Did you watch it before? Yeah, I used to watch it back when I had TV. Yeah. But I don't have a TV in my room anymore, so I don't really watch TV. But now I have Hulu. Nice. So I started watching it on there. I saw a couple of episodes. I, I love it. Seen it is probably yeah. my favorite um, art style yeah. of any show airing at the moment. I, it feels really fresh and unique. And I think a lot of shows right now kind of have a very similar art style. Like The Adventure Time with the new alarms. I see a lot of cartoons doing that. And this yeah. one doesn't really... You can, characters have elbows. Yeah. <laughs> but it's still... It's on Cartoon Network, right? Yeah, it's Cartoon Network. It's still got that vibe. Yeah, it does have a Cartoon Network vibe. Kind of roundish characters. Very round faces. But very colorful. Very pastel colors a lot of times. And I love it. It's very... It's a very cute show, too. Steven's such a wholesome character. And and it's just nice. And then there's a non-binary character, and that still blows my mind that we have a non-binary character in the kids' show. It's like, it's amazing. Yeah. Whoa. Was that Lloyd in Space? Or Lloyd in Space? Yeah, that you talked about. Yeah, mm-hmm. where they had that one character who didn't have a gender, and they have to decide it. Yeah. Yeah, that was, oh. what, 2001 when we looked it up, right? Three yeah, or something like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah, so whenever something like that happens, it's always so wild, and I love it. Yeah. Well, I want to see more of that. I think people have been trying to get LGBT representation and kids stuff to like make normal. Well, there's I also mean, lesbian characters I in mean, Steven the, Universe. Yeah. In, in Storks, um, there's like a few scenes when they're delivering the babies. Yeah. And there's like a lot of outrage because they show like one gay couple or something. There's like uh, gay couples. There's also like interracial couple couples. So there's like kind of outrage yeah. from some parents. Well, but. there was outrage from Toy Story Four. There was like a millisecond of a couple that was saying like uh, that I think it was two women. Mm, yeah, too. It's just I heard like, about that. Yeah, wild. I think we still need better representation. I mean, definitely, but <laughs> but imagine the outrage. Okay, so my thing that I can't let go of. I don't know if you guys saw the Democratic debates on no. Thursday. Nope. nope, it's three hours long. Um, it was only one debate this time, so it was a little bit nicer though. Uh, I don't know if you guys know who Julian Castro is. No, he is sure. running for president. He's Latino. He's Mexican. He's from Texas. Mm-hmm. His mom's from Mexico. Mm-hmm. He used to be the secretary of housing and urban development under Obama. So he was in the debate stage, and he had two moments that I really like, and I can't stop thinking about. So the first moment was with Pete Buttigieg. I don't know if you guys. Nope, he's a mayor of <laughs> South Bend, Indiana. Oh. He's running for president. Yes, he's actually, like num- I, I've heard of him. Yeah, he's like number five in the polls. I think I've heard about him. Um, so they were getting in, into a bit of a fight about health care. Mm-hmm. And Pete Buttigieg went, this is why people can't stand uh, Washington. You know, with this, my plan is blah, blah, blah. And my plan is blah, blah, blah. And Julian Castro just like interrupted him. He's like, this is an election. That's what this is for. <laughs> and Pete Buttigieg's face was just like so shocked. Like he was just like, like kind of angry <laughs> that he interrupted him with that. It was great though because it stopped him. <laughs> like immediately he stopped talking and mm-hmm. that was that. And the most talked about moment of the debate is Julian Castro's interaction with Joe Biden. Mm-hmm. So Joe Biden had said about his healthcare plan that if you couldn't afford insurance, private insurance, then you would automatically be able to buy in. Those were his words. Automatically buy in. And uh, Julian Castro said that his healthcare plan, you wouldn't have to buy it, that you'd just be enrolled automatically. And Joe Biden's like, well, my plan does that as well, which it probably does, but the way that he phrased it, he used the words buy in. 
So then Julian Castro said, are you forgetting what you just said two minutes ago? Right? Kind of poking at his age. Yeah. And people in the audience were just like, whoa, shit. <laughs> oh, fuck. And, you know, a lot of pundits on the, the cable news and articles have been saying that Julian Castro was really, really mean and that he shouldn't have been picking on Biden. But I thought it was fucking awesome. <laughs> I thought he did a great job in the debate. I, you know, Biden, I'm sure, is a fine guy. But, damn. <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Well. Good well, stuff. Good stuff. Yeah. That's been our podcast. Thank you. We're done. Yes. Tune in next That's... week, hopefully. <laughs> we'll, well see what we're doing. I've been, I've been Ugo Betino Cano. I'm Jasmine Rojo. I'm Andres Cano. And you can follow me at Twitter at H-U-G-O-P-A-T-I-N-O-C-A-N-O. That's a very long handle. You guys don't have any social media. I mean, I suppose you can follow me on Twitter. How does it go? Backslash? No? I don't know. It's like at Senorita Jasmine. Jasmine, J-A-Z-M-I-N. And Senorita without the That tilde. Tilde, yeah. No, just an N. Right, go on. Don't follow me. Don't follow him. All right. So, Bye. thank you. Catch you later. Good night. I love you. Why are you Honestly. nervous? It's just, it's just us talking. <laughs> I can already feel my voice getting nobody's, quieter. Nobody's listening to us. Perfect. Kevin. No one's going to be listening to it's us ever. Don't us. worry. Yeah, never. <laughs> 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 never. <laughs> never going to take off. <laughs>